Welcome. You're on air with Ella, where we share simple strategies and tips from people who are doing something better than we are. Whether it's wellness or relationships to just living better and with more energy or changing your mindset to accomplish more in your own life and succeeding however you define it. This is where we share the best of what we're learning from the experts and we're learning more every day. Live better. Start now. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, so this is going to be kind of a weird hybrid show. There's a topic that I want to talk to you about, and then I'm going to give you a life update. We're going to talk about being a great hype woman and gassing another woman up. And we're going to talk about how to empower yourself by empowering others. And I'm also going to share the most insane two weeks of my life with you in that order. But before we get going, I want to give you a peek at what's coming up on the show. There was such a great response to the last show that we did with April Adams, the emotion coach, where we touched on healing the subconscious. And I want you to know that I've been talking about rapid transformational therapy for a while, RTT. And I finally had my second session in four years with an amazing woman named Kate Tolson. I have now interviewed her and the episode is in the bag and coming to you soon. This is still very much in the subconscious healing vein. And RTT is one of the most transformational things that I have ever done. And I really wish I could just gift it to every single one of you because we would rule the world if we all did this. So that episode is coming up and I wanted to let you know that because some of you have been asking. Also, I have an episode on starting a business on a budget with Bridget Boucher. She's amazing. I have an episode coming up about interracial friendships with a new friend of mine named Tiffany. Love her. I have some shows coming up about very specific health topics you've been asking, more relationship stuff, your relationship with money, the list goes on and on. So... I hope you are having your best summer ever, but get ready because we are going to be talking a lot about creating more of what we want and less of what we don't. And you're not going to be able to help it. Like you're going to accidentally become your very best self just by engaging in the podcast and having these conversations with me. I mean, we cannot stop this magic. Okay. I want to dive into a topic I've been wanting to talk about for a long time, and that is about women supporting women and what's right with that and when it doesn't go well. And after that, I'm going to share a life update with you. You ready? Here we go. Okay, the topic today is gas a woman up. This show, as you know, is intended to be at the intersection of wellness and personal development, which lets me talk about everything from body image to nutrition to mindset. But even for me, today's show feels like a little bit of a departure. But at the end of the day, sometimes I just want to talk to you about stuff that's top of mind for me. And today, that is me wanting to talk to my fellow women about something, specifically about how women support or don't support each other professionally, socially, personally, etc. And I asked a question on Instagram somewhat recently. Actually, it's been a minute because it's taken me a while between asking and recording the show. But I wanted your take, as always, and your experiences on this topic. So here's what I said. I said, this is kind of sensitive, but do you think women truly do a good job of hashtag women supporting women in business and social arenas? 
I went on to say, my experience is that women are insanely supportive of one another in so many ways, like too many to enumerate, but can be lacking in this area when it comes to business and public support. That's just been my experience. So I have had friends and colleagues genuinely stunned when I hype them up to other people or connect them to my network in some way. And I've had a lot of women in my life in the professional realms go awfully silent when it comes to, quote, sharing the shine, if you will. So of course, you cannot accurately generalize about literally anything, but I would love to hear from you more on this topic. So I asked you three questions. What has been your experience? What do you do or want to do to support, promote, amplify other women? And three, what is the reason we don't do more of number two? What is the, what holds us back from supporting, promoting, and amplifying other women? And as always, I want to hear from you all the good, the bad, and the ugly here. Some of you responded. It was super interesting. And finally, it inspired me to do this show. Here's why I said what I said, and then we'll get into some very specific tips about how to be a better ally for one another. But here's why I said what I said and what my experience has been. I have had a very mixed experience here, but personally, I operate very much from a rising tides lifts all boats philosophy, if you get what I mean. At the end of the day, how you treat other people is a reflection of how you view the world, right? If you see the world where success is up high and one person's success means one less slice for you, then success is a limited resource, right? However you define success, it could be in a social arena, it could be in a professional arena, it can be in a parenting arena. But success is a limited resource when you view it as a pie. So someone else's promotion or relationship, business deal or new car or new outfit can create sort of an ouch, less for me reaction for you. Can you relate to that? Can you think of a time in your life where someone's big or little success felt like a loss to you? It took some maturity for me to arrive here, but when you realize that there is no pie, that success, however you define that, is an infinite resource created by and for infinity, there's no individual allotment, no pie, then you cannot only not feel gypped when witnessing someone else's success, but you can even feel elevated by it. A rising tide lifts all boats. Like it's contagious. It's a flame that you want to spark your own match, or it's an energy, a wave that you want to catch too. So a rising tide lifts all boats. And you want your little boat hanging out in the middle of all these successful people. You seek them out instead of getting turned off by their wins. But let's give ourselves a little grace here. I mean, we are programmed this way since childhood. Consider the schooling experience as one example. There was, in fact, a limited number of resources. I don't care where you went to school and I don't care when. There was literally a limited pool of resources, whether it's class performance to roles available in sports or the school play to the number of people available to give you attention. Now think about that in a family dynamic, in a schooling environment, whatever. There are X number of boys and X number of girls in a school environment, right? So if one girl shined, that consumed resources. 
So it really was a, there was a pie. And as children developing into adults, like we get a little stuck here or at least programmed. So as adults, we have to question the programming. We evolve, right? This is the whole story. This is the journey. This is what we're doing. We evolve to add channels to our spectrum so that we can change our channel as adults, as evolved beings, and live in a more evolved, developed space. Like we see things for what they are and question our own programming. But even as adults, we have experiences that speak to the scarcity mentality, right? Do you have this experience? I definitely do. I have friends who look pained when I share a success or accomplishment with them. Obviously, I hope it's obvious, not in a boastful way, but in a sharing way. You know, have you ever seen that look on someone's face where it looks like it almost hurts them or detracts from them in some way if you share a small win of yours? I have worked with countless women in my businesses and on this podcast, and it would shock you how many sort of portray support and, and hype woman-ness, <laughs> but then don't do the bare minimum in reality. Okay, like maybe they come on the show and we promote them and their business, but do they promote the On Air with Ella podcast or anything like that? No, they do not. So that has happened before too. And that like, I don't mean to go dark on you here, but I want to call this out with specific examples because it's so prevalent and we're all out there, you know, hashtag women supporting women, but are we? Can we do it better? And this goes for me too, to be clear. I mean, I like to think that I've evolved in this space, but oh my gosh, did it take a while. Did I think that if somebody else had a small win that it was stealing from my potential win? Yes, definitely in so many arenas. But yes, I would like to think that I'm evolving here and I get genuine joy out of hyping another woman up. Here are some signs that you might be feeling insecure in certain areas or simply that you might have room for growth in this area. Three things. One, you genuinely value someone or appreciate their work, but you're unwilling to hype them up to someone else. I mean, this could be as simple as not wanting to double tap on their Instagram post to not sharing their success or amplifying their success to others. All right, two. If another woman does shine, something in you dims, like you feel it inside. Pay attention to that feeling. Get curious about it. Ask what you're reacting to. There are real gems of insight here. Number three, you find yourself being annoyed by qualities in the other person that when you really think about it, like when you're really honest with yourself, you wish you had that yourself. That is something to get curious about too. And again, there are lessons for us here about us, for us. So I think that these are things that are worth paying attention to. I'll quote a New York Times article that I was reading recently, and of course, I'll link to it in the show notes. But it said, we aren't competing with other women, ultimately, but with ourselves, with how we think of ourselves. For many of us, we look at other women and we see instead a version of ourselves that is better, prettier, smarter, or something more. We don't even see the other woman at all. It's a mirror that reflects an inaccurate version of who we are, but we turn on her anyway because it's easier. The article goes on to say something important that I'll elaborate on here. It says, we don't need to lower the stock of other women. When we focus on being the dominant force in our own universe, rather than invading other universes, we all win. 
Let me share that again. When we focus on being the dominant force in our own universe rather than invading theirs, we all win. Okay. So here are some tips on how to gas a woman up. And this, by the way, is not personality dependent. There is something in here for you if you're an introvert, if you're an extrovert, if you're flamboyantly pro women supporting women or, you know, newish to the idea and wanting to explore what is comfortable for you here. Some tips. Number one, leave a review of their business on Yelp. Review their book review their podcast, spend two minutes commenting if they've brought you value in some way. Now, what if they're not an entrepreneur? Fine. Spend 30 seconds commenting on their personal blog or on their Instagram or, you know, their Facebook thing. Just celebrate them in some way in a public forum. This can be comments at a dinner party. It's just handing roses to the living. That's an expression that I use where you're handing out roses to the living and saying beautiful things about people, even if they're two feet away from you especially when they're two feet away from you. Professionally and personally, you can email someone their contact info, copying them both, and say why you think they should know each other. I actually do this weekly. Like I have it in my calendar every Friday to send two emails, making connections and connecting people I think will add value to one another if they know one another. It's honestly the same email. I just update it with a couple of salient points and send that off. And Again, you'd be amazed at not only the value it can provide them, but how surprised people are when you're willing to spend five minutes creating value for them at, you know, no immediate benefit to you. Number three. All right. Out in the wild, you can tell a complete stranger that they look amazing or that they look lovely today or that they have a beautiful smile. I do this all the time and sometimes, not going to lie, with mixed results. (laughs) Sometimes people look at me like I'm a serial killer, which is fine, but I will straight up tell a stranger at the next table that they look amazing or a woman in the restroom mirror that I love her dress, you know, whatever. And it's amazing what a little kind word from a stranger can do. Again, approach with caution. (laughs) This is a bit roundabout, but when you compliment a friend with enthusiasm and she rejects it in some way or explains to you why it's false... Okay, you know what this is. You're like, oh my God, that looks so good on you. And then she tells you why it doesn't. (laughs) You can tell her that is so 2015 or just tell her to shut up and receive it like in a nice way. But don't engage in that back and forth. Lead by example, gas a woman up and tell her to accept it, period, full stop. Okay, join a women's networking group or a women's club, or start a women's lunch group at work or in your community. I have always avoided this type of thing, to be honest with you, or I have historically avoided this type of thing. And I've always worked in male-dominated environments professionally. So the last thing that I was looking to do was like amplify my gender and wave the gender flag. But now, further into my career in more senior leadership positions, I want to do this. And I started inviting women to group lunches informally, totally informally, with, you know, conversation thought starters that had nothing to do with gender, but just served as a means for us to start having conversations and connect. In a similar vein, mentor a woman. Reach out as a mentor rather than waiting for someone to ask you. 
One more. Go to a retreat. Have you done this? When I did the Live Better retreat in Arizona several years ago, I was completely blown away at the power of spending focused time with like-minded women. I don't mean we all shared the same views and opinions. I mean, we all shared the same values. We wanted to create better lives for ourselves and the people that we care about. I cannot even begin to do that justice here, but it was absolutely life-changing for me. Do more of that. And if you want to do it with me, stay tuned. (laughs) Okay, what are your ideas? I want to hear from you in this. Like, what tips do you have? What have you learned? What have you experienced? You know, I want to hear from you. You can DM me, you can email me, whatever. But are you ready for the big reveal here? The punchline? Nothing exemplifies your confidence more than you hyping another woman up. Rather than taking something away from you, it actually, A, makes you feel really good, but B, it actually serves you. You are the one handing out the compliments. You are at the pole position here. I mean, does that sound self-serving? I'm not sure that I'm concerned about that. We talk about wanting more confidence. We talk about wanting to have more presence and power. Hyping another person up based on their true authentic attributes is a beautiful way to do this. I've had my Australian friend, Neen James, on the show twice. And I recently posted about her in Instagram because I was able to hook up with her in DC, which was amazing. And Neen is one of the first people I think of on this topic and how to truly live this. So I'm going to tell you a quick story. The first time I met Neen at an NSA event, a National Speakers Association event, I had no podcast. I had zero public profile. And she immediately, by the way, she's very, very successful. She benefits absolutely zero from knowing me in any way. Okay. She beelined herself to me, asked me about myself, grabbed three people in the room and told them I was fabulous and that they needed to meet me. And then she kept doing it for five plus years. She still refers people to me and I to them. She absolutely set the bar for me and showed me what is possible. So this has been a bit of wayfaring for me. I'm navigating my way through this topic and these experiences with you. And yes, it still hurts my heart and hurts my feelings a little bit when I get that I'm going to protect my pie vibe from other women. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. I'm going to protect my pie vibe (laughs) from other women. I'm so glad you guys speak, Ella. It makes life easier. Yes, I want to encourage us to truly show how powerful we can be when we hype each other up. But I am also saying, don't do it for them, for us, for each other. Do it for you. It feels really good and it empowers you. It elevates your confidence and your presence. It helps you show up in a different and more powerful way. So go gas a woman up and show what it means to truly shine. Okay. All right. Hard right turn. Please buckle up. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. This is just about to get weird. I told you I was going to share a life update with you. And if this episode were a good, bad, and yummy show, this part would be the bad. (laughs) With lots and lots of silver lining, but absolutely no yummy, just to be clear. (laughs) Okay. 
So a little bit of context. I alarmed many of you, I'm so sorry, by sharing pictures and Instagram stories very recently of me with a very apparent head wound and my son in a hospital gown. So first of all, even though I said this in Instagram, I am really sorry if I worried you. There is nothing to worry about. We're going to talk about it. But I really wanted you to know, because I had skipped an episode, like I missed a week, I wanted you to know that I had not disappeared from the podcast and skipped because I was so busy. I have created that uncertainty in the past by going on hiatus, and I did not want you to think that that was happening here. But I'm really sorry if I worried you. But yeah. It's been a really interesting couple of weeks over here. So I'm currently recording from the home of a family member in Charlotte, North Carolina, more on that later, where my son had a planned, planned, okay, and relatively minor surgery uh, earlier this week. So that's always scary, but it was just sinus stuff and it was already in the books. So this was not an ER visit. And it was in the books, we knew it was happening. And his dad's medical coverage is in North Carolina. So we really needed to come here, even though we live in Northern Virginia. So this is a story (laughs) of the perfect storm, and how I had a head injury that seemed innocuous, and then turned into a viral attack on my nerves that resulted in me looking like the Joker after an acid attack, which I still do, by the way. But my entire family and my dog are now living for the week with my son's dad. (laughs) This will all make sense in a minute. But yes, what I mean is my husband, me, my son, and the dog are all living in my first husband's home. And I don't like to call him that. I don't like to call him my ex-husband. He shouldn't be labeled relative to me. But also calling him my first husband sounds like there's a series and I'm just super uncomfortable with that. So I call him my son's dad. He is not defined relative to me. So anyway, (laughs) you know, sometimes, sometimes it's just appropriate to say LOL out loud. And that's where I am right now with this whole thing. I'm like, yes, we're living in my son's dad's home, all of us, and we brought our dog and my son had surgery. LOL. So that's half the story is that we loaded the crew into the car and drove to my son's dad's house and just moved in with him so that we could all take care of the boy. All right. So just put a pin in that for a minute. The super fun wrinkle is that on Father's Day, I went on a speedboat with friends of mine Normally, I would just call it a boat, (laughs) but this is an important detail. So went out with some friends of mine and my family. And when we took off going pretty fast, we were like, look how fast we can go just for fun and just for a few minutes. I got hit by a projectile object in the head. And, you know, it's like something that flew, hit me in the head and flew off the boat. And it wasn't particularly heavy and it wasn't an axe. (sighs) But when it hit me, I was like, that hurt an unusual amount. But I did not want to react strongly and be a big baby. So I just kind of waited for the bruise to appear and rolled on, right? I left the next day for business travel for the entire week. And I was just hoping that I did not have a black eye. Fine, no problem. And honestly, so what if I did? It would make me look mysterious. So at this point, nobody even knows anything is wrong. But I keep having these shooting pains up and down my face. Now, I'm not going to go into a bunch of gross detail, like I'm squeamish about that stuff. I think it's gross and you don't need to hear it, but I am going to share a couple of details, but I promise to keep it to an absolute minimum. But there's a little bit of health and wellness mixed into this and some stuff that I want you to know that I did not know. Okay. But if you do not want to hear any of that, you can skip ahead 30 seconds. All right. So Friday, I'm flying back home. So this happens on Sunday. I get through the week. I have some swelling in my head and I'm able to cover it with my hair and nobody knows what's going on. But Friday, I'm flying home 
And I start to feel these bumps all around my brow bone, into my scalp, on my eyelid, and it hurts. Like if the sheet touched me, like in bed, if the sheet touched me, it hurts. So by Saturday, I look like I have leprosy. Now, we're going to go into a little rabbit hole for a minute, and then we're going to come back out and re- join this circus. And I promise you, I promise you, there's a little bit of health and wellness mixed into the story in just a minute. But here's the rabbit hole. On Saturday, we have a neighborhood party in the neighborhood. And we are trying to meet new people because we're still kind of relatively new. And for some reason, it's a costume party in the middle of the summer. And the theme is like 80s and 90s icons. And I have a pretty bad situation happening on my face. Okay. I'm in moderate amounts of pain. I cannot wear makeup. I can't fix my hair because it's too painful. And also, I don't have a costume. Like, who has time for that? So my husband dresses like Miami Vice. For some reason, he was able to find every single thing that he needed in his closet. But that's a conversation for another day. And I am about to meet a bunch of new people. And I am not okay. (laughs) So in a last minute stroke of genius, I grab one of my husband's white button down shirts. And he's much bigger than I am. Okay, so it covered all the things it needed to cover. But I put on very tiny shorts so that you can't see that I'm wearing shorts and a black pair of Ray-Bans and some little white socks. And I can't fix my hair. It doesn't matter because I'm Tom Cruise in Risky Business. So I just pull my hair back. (laughs) For those of you who do not know what I'm talking about, this iconic moment of Tom Cruise in Risky Business in his white shirt, underwear, and Ray-Bans, I will put a picture in the show notes for you. But I have to say it was genius. And I kind of danced my ass off and cruised on one gin and tonic and two Advil for a very fun evening. Short, but fun. And this is not recommended. This is not advice. I'm just saying sometimes you do what you have to do. So now, hope you enjoyed that detour, but let's climb back out of this rabbit hole. I just needed you to picture me for 10 seconds in my face rash, pretending to be Tom Cruise and dancing with a bunch of like 30 and 40 year olds at a pool party. Okay, like you cannot make this stuff up. So I wake up on Sunday and I'm like, something is a 100% not normal. And it was not the single gin and tonic that I had last night. I cannot open my eye. My face is on fire on fire. I have angry whelps all over my eye and my brow bone and my eye will not open. And my scalp is on fire. My hair hurts and I have nerve pain shooting up and down my face. And I cannot speak because it's like a nine out of 10 pain bite down on a leather strap painful. Okay, like nothing I have ever experienced before. So I start texting my son's dad, who's a doctor, I don't think I mentioned that. And Like, look, I know we're supposed to come to you tomorrow. And right now, like, I can't even speak and I don't know what to do. And my face is on fire. And I look like I suffered from an acid attack, which is not funny. And what is going on? And he and another doctor friend of mine start helping me and directing me and start telling me all these things I need to start checking. And finally, we narrowed it down. They were able to diagnose it. Did you know, because I did not, when you take blunt force trauma to the head, it can cause a virus response, a full attack on the nerves that basically results in a shingles breakout. Now, if you're like me, you thought shingles was a rash that people get when they're old and you never thought about it again. No offense, by the way, to old people, like we're all going to be there one day, but this is not something I thought I would ever need to even Google in my actual life. 
Shingles is, and I'm quoting, a viral infection that results from the varicella zoster virus, the same virus that causes chickenpox. It typically affects a single sensory nerve ganglion and the skin surface that the nerve supplies. True that. Anyone who has had chickenpox can later develop shingles. In fact, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, an estimated one in three people in the United States, at least, develop shingles during their lifetime. However, a person can only develop shingles if they have had chickenpox or exposure to the virus that causes it. This virus can lie dormant for years. Bastard. Most adults with the dominant virus never develop shingles, but for some, the virus reactivates several times. But this is an older person's condition the major majority of the time. Who knew that trauma to the face can actually bring on an attack? I didn't know that. Did you know that? So there is a vaccination for shingles, by the way, but I have zero to say about that. I know that it is often recommended for older people. And I also know an older family member who got it, got the vaccination and then got shingles eight days later as a response to the vaccination. Now I have no data, no knowledge, and honestly, no interest in developing an opinion on this. Okay, so I'm not a candidate and I have no intention of having that anytime soon. At least I didn't think I was a candidate. So this is not a show about shingles, but I really wanted you to know that it's possible just in case you happen to take a flying object to the face on a boat and all of a sudden your face breaks out a week later into some kind of grotesque leprosy situation and the first thing that comes to mind probably isn't shingles. So there's your wellness tidbit. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to wrap up this part of the story. But here we are. I'm in level 9 out of 10 pain. 10 being all of your hair turns white and then you die, okay? So we have to get my son to North Carolina for surgery and I cannot see, I cannot speak hardly, and I cannot walk. So let's call my son's dad Doc, okay? The good doctor. So the good doctor has now diagnosed me remotely and is telling me what to do and I will skip all of like so many details, but we get all of us to North Carolina. I mean, my my poor husband. He's loading our aging dog into the car. He's walking me to the car because I cannot and loading up our son who's fine at this point, but a little nervous about his upcoming surgery. I mean, we are a complete clown show. So the long and the short of it is we get to North Carolina. I'm on a lot of drugs. The dads are like cooking for us and taking care of business. My son has a successful surgery on Tuesday. And by the way, I want to go in you know, to take my son back to surgery, but I'm not allowed into the surgery center because I have, you know, face leprosy. So I simply go with the two dads and the boy and the dog. We had to bring the dog and the dads take care of the boy and I sleep in the car in the parking lot for three to four hours. I don't even know. That's it. I'm not going to take you through that story anymore. I'm leaving out so many details, but you get the idea. All right. So thank you for bearing with me through that story. But it was a few days where I couldn't speak. I couldn't see. I couldn't open my eye and I look like a monster and my son's recuperating. And now we're all kind of on the mend. Okay. But we are still living at the good doctor's house. So the dads are, you know, <laughs> every person I've ever been married to in my entire life, like they are taking amazing care of everything. And I am just laughing when it doesn't hurt at the absurdity of this thing called life. So that's a little bit about me. How are you? (laughs) All right, back to wellness for just a minute. A quick PSA about pharmaceuticals. 
Let's talk about it. Speaking from a strictly United States perspective, this country is grossly overprescribed in my extremely humble opinion. Like I'm pretty hard on the oversubscription of many, many, many drugs, including antibiotics in this country. But I want to be super, super clear about something. I have been subsisting on an antiviral, on antibiotics, and not pain meds, but something that reduces the nerve spasm. So it's similar. Sometimes you have to do what you have to do. And I want to be crystal clear about that because it's very easy to talk around it. And in this case, I had zero choice. And this was definitely the right decision. Now, because I'm on an antibiotic, which I absolutely hate for me. I'm making a very concentrated effort to treat my gut super nicely. So probiotics are a good antidote to antibiotics. And I'm taking my probiotics. I'm drinking kombucha. I'm having raw apple cider vinegar in my food every day, usually just adding it to a salad. And when I'm fully functioning, I will make even more of an effort because the antibiotic is killing my gut flora that I have worked so hard to cultivate. This is just a reminder that if you know you're going to be on an antibiotic or if you find yourself on one, look into how to counterbalance that with probiotics, prebiotics, and other good stuff for the gut. Okay, this is not medical advice, but rather a reminder to do a little research on your own. The other thing that I'm doing is topically, like you can't put things on this thing on my face. You can't put things on it that really heal it. It heals from the inside out because it's a, it's a virus attacking your nerves. Okay. So good luck with that. But I am doing two things. I'm putting skin oil on it so that I don't have any scarring and so that it, you know, it heals a little bit slower, but in a more friendly way. But also I'm putting, um, soaked gauze of colloidal silver and letting that rest on the skin leprosy parts. <laughs> sorry, if I'm offending you by saying skin leprosy, I'm sorry, but I have to have a sense of humor about this. Bear with me, but I'm putting colloidal silver pads on my face and like keeps it super, super clean. So big fan of colloidal silver. All right. So somehow, see, we ended up in health and wellness. See how we got here? But truly, as I wrap this up, I just want to thank you for letting me share this life update with you. I just want you to understand my commitment to the show and to you and to creating value and conversations with you. And I am not disappearing on you again. Should I go offline for a little tiny minute? Sometimes there's a reason. Sometimes it might happen. Sometimes we all have to reprioritize, right? But I'm here and I cannot wait for all of the interesting topics that we have coming up. I am super sorry if I traumatized you on Instagram. And finally, I just want to say, I think it's possible that I am the luckiest woman in the world to have the support that I do. So I want to acknowledge that. And I want to say I'm so, so grateful for my family, as untraditional as it may be. And I am so, so grateful for you. Love you. Okay, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's show and got something out of it that you can use. If you did and you want to learn more, find me on Instagram at onairwithella or open the show notes for this episode and get all the links at onairella.com. There's no whip. It's just onairella.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for sharing the show. And thanks for inspiring me. You are quite simply awesome.